The Third Wave by Steve Case. One sentence summary. The Third Wave lays out the history of the internet and how it's about to permeate everything in our lives, as well as what it takes for entrepreneurs to make use of this megatrend and thrive in an omni-connected, always online world. My favorite quote from the author is, We'll realize that what's emerging is the much broader internet of everything. Steve Case. The best books are timeless. You can read them now, in 100 years, or imagine giving them to someone in 1542 and they would be equally valuable to the reader. Others need an update after a few decades, or to be rewritten altogether. In this case, Steve Case did just that. The third wave is a quote-unquote rewrite of a 1980 book of the same name by Alvin Toffler. Back then, Toffler described three historic waves of how civilization had progressed until this point. First, settling and starting to form an agricultural society, thus transitioning from a hunter-gatherer structure. Second, the industrial age with the modern nuclear family in its center, providing mass everything distribution, consumption, media, entertainment, and education. His third wave is about the transition into the information age, when knowledge started taking precedence over material items in terms of what's valuable. Since the dawn of the internet, the waves come ever faster, but are just as disruptive each time they hit. Steve Case takes a look at the advent of the connected world and explains what the third wave of the internet age will bring, and how you can benefit from it. Here are three lessons from the third wave. 1. The internet will soon permeate everything on this planet. 2. You must embrace disruption to thrive in a third wave world. 3. Cooperate with second wave incumbents to succeed. Ready for a revolution? Let's serve the third wave. The third wave lesson 1. Soon everything on this planet will be online, thanks to the internet of things. This answers the question, what will the future of the internet look like? First, here's a quick recap of the three waves of the internet age. The first wave started in the 90s with the dawn of the internet. What had begun as a project of the US Department of Defense in the late 1960s, a first network of 15 computers hooked together via something called ARPANET, and slowly led to standardized sets of protocols like TCP and IP, finally came to a breakthrough at the Swiss CERN research facility in 1990 when Tim Berners-Lee developed the tools of the internet trade. The first web browser called World Wide Web, HTML and HTTP. From then on, it was a lot of hard work on the part of AOL, IBM and a bunch of other companies to spread the hardware and technology, as well as convince people that the internet was useful. Slowly seeping through to the general public after 1995, the second wave really hit in the early 2000s, when Google, Amazon, eBay, Facebook started to change our daily lives. Smartphones then gave us access to the web everywhere and all the time, which brought us to the brink of the third wave. This last wave will be shaped by the Internet of Things, in which connection is unlimited. Cars, homes, cities, nature. Your couch will be able to talk to your bookshelf, your fridge to your grocery store, your car to the one driving next to you, and the crop field to the harvester. The third wave, lesson two. You have to be okay with big, sudden changes and even disrupt yourself to make it in a third wave world. This answers the question, 
How can we profit and benefit from the third wave of the internet age? This changes everything. The possibilities will be endless, which means a lot of old solutions will become obsolete. And that's okay. In fact, if you're too busy trying to preserve the status quo, you'll go down right with it. Take John Deere, for example. For over 20 years, they've worked on self-steering tractors and harvesters using GPS and satellite technology. It's not uncommon for big land and farming machines to navigate all on their own. The farmer sitting at home only checking in occasionally via a handheld device. Sounds a lot like self-driving cars, huh? Imagine how far we'd be down that road if John Deere had licensed and sold its technology years ago, instead of waiting for Google, Apple and Tesla to take that cake from them. But self-disruption is hard to accept and even harder to embrace. It wasn't easy for Apple to say goodbye to the success of the iPod, but the iPhone was the right next step. Same with the iPad and MacBooks. Just like Amazon was okay with selling an ebook reader in spite of being the biggest physical bookseller in the world. It's hard to abandon your worldview from one day to the next and doubt everything you know. But embracing change and letting disruption happen is the only way to thrive in the third wave. The third wave, lesson three. Cooperating with successful second wave companies will help you succeed. This answers the question, what can entrepreneurs do to benefit from the third wave? An especially sneaky part of disruption is that it often happens in subtle ways and before you know it, it's already the new status quo. How does that happen? Usually through partnerships. The winners of tomorrow must partner with the winners of yesterday. For example, Apple first had to partner with record labels to introduce music in downloadable formats into iTunes. It was a risk-free test for the record labels to see if music would sell online, and Apple was now in the music market. Similarly, Google made a deal with Yahoo, an older internet pioneer, in 2000 to provide search services for them. Just like book publishers and record labels were gatekeepers before, now Amazon and Google can have a huge positive or negative impact on your third wave project. So consider partnering with the winners of the past to thrive in the future. My personal takeaways from the third wave for 2017. First of all, to me, this book feels very natural. I mean, I was born in 1991, so I grew up with the, mm, I want to say, popularization of the internet, right? On the one hand, I am a bit too young to have caught on really early like 1995, 96, 97, when there was like tons of money to be made because I was five, six, seven years old. Um, I like, I don't want to say I wish, I wish is stupid, but had I been born in like 1985, that would have been really interesting, right? Like if I was 10 or maybe 1980, like 15, being 15 in 1995, that would have been a huge chance. Um, But at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, I could have, done so much more on the internet but by the time I was 16 right so 2007 2008 man I could have done so much imagine I had set up this site four minute books in 2008 now it's 2000 or 2007 that will be 10 years by now so obviously I did miss a part of the train but we also had one problem in Germany or at least where I lived, that we didn't have DSL or basically our version of flat rate internet. 
So we had a dial-up connection until 2000 and Jesus, I think, three or four or maybe even five. Um, so for ages, we would be limited, right? And my, our parents said like one hour of internet time, that's it, blah, blah, blah. So very hard to do something there. Um, not that I want to say I would have if I had had that. Um, I mostly went to my friend's place and downloaded everything <laughs> over there. But yeah, so super interesting, uh, first of all, like when you're born, what the timing is, how natural this feels to you. But internet itself feels super natural to me. Obviously, I grew up with it. Um, so I'm, I hear these things, the, the lessons from this book, and I'm like, yeah, sure, that makes sense, right? Uh, for you, it might be totally different because you may have grown up way before then um, or way after. I don't know. Um, but that said... Uh, the second lesson is probably the most important one. These waves keep coming faster. Things keep changing faster, right? So, say Snapchat came out, I don't know, 2012, 2011, I think. Uh, took a while to take off. Like 2014, 2015 really hit its peak. 2016, yeah, 2016, Instagram introduces stories, copies all the features. So, imagine this. Like, four years, Snapchat goes to its peak. Uh, Snapchat is at its peak one year later. Instagram copies all the features, introduces stories. Five months later, Instagram has the same number of users. That's pretty insane because Instagram had such a big user base before, 500 million. They had 150 million daily active users just like Snapchat within five months of launching the feature. So by February 2017. That's insane, right? It changes so fast. Snapchat has to really come up with some good stuff. Um, so these waves, again, they keep rolling faster and faster and faster. So you have to be okay with ditching your shit every day. So every day there might be the chance that something comes out that makes your work of the last six months obsolete. And that's just the way it is right now. You can complain about it or you can deal with it. Now, uh, the good thing or one advantage, for example, I have, and a good thing I, I think you, a good advantage you can have too is if you build a platform like mine that is based on something like writing or speaking or making videos, just making content and sort of artistical quote-unquote content as a solo entrepreneur, for example, or even a team, is that these things are timeless, right? Speaking is timeless, uh, video, movement, doing something visual, something people can watch, entertaining, um, writing, these things are timeless. So very cool to see that uh, you can pair these things with all these crazy new formats. So for example, as a writer, of course I have to adapt, right? Launching a blog in 2014 is way was way harder than launching it in 2007. Yep, true, tough shit, I have to suck it up and deal with it. But SEO changes too. So writing changes all the time. Like what writing, what Google treats as valuable writing. Then new platforms keep coming up. Medium.com, huge opportunity. It wasn't around before. Now I can use it and I can grow my blog with that. Um, stuff like Facebook and Instagram microblogs where you put a very long status update or very long caption under an Instagram photo. Totally new. Yep, but I can use that. Um, and so on, right? So the format will change, but if you have a skill that's replicable and that's timeless, more or less, or that's needed all the time, you can take that skill anywhere and you have to adapt still, 
but not as much as someone like who builds their entire business model on say Amazon um, or not Amazon because Amazon's been around but let's say a new platform launches somebody does only that new platform uh, like uh, I think house party it's a group video chat thingy you only do that uh, you're really big on that platform and then the platform blop, vanishes into into zero and you have lost everything so if you can pick something creative a creative general skill preferably one around communicating and pair that with all this new internet stuff so you can stay up to date test and try new things uh, and evolve your skill that way but you will have a timeless skill you can still take anywhere and do old school stuff with too like be a journalist somewhere and write articles okay yeah and then the cooperation part obviously like the big platforms of yesterday are your springboards for tomorrow I mean you can build an entire business on YouTube on Amazon uh, on Google Ads there's a ton of ways to do that uh, I want to do that the one thing I would recommend is that you don't put everything on one platform. So I have my email list. That's my most important thing because I have those addresses. The contacts are safe with me, right? I can always contact these people even if I lose everything else. That's good. The other thing is uh, if I do a YouTube or I do a Patreon like I have or I'm, I might do Amazon eBooks or something like that, I never want my entire income to be based only on that. So I would branch out. So I would rather spend more time getting three different income streams to $1,000 than having one with $3,000 because there's security baked in there. So that one I would recommend. Um, yeah, so hope you learned something. Hope you will ride the third wave uh, along with me. I'm trying to ride it. Here we go. And see you on the other side of the surfing board. No? The wave? Yeah. Definitely see you on the next summary. See ya.